0: this is marcia epstein at the dining room table with talk with me i'm excited we have already been having fun before we started recording so we're going to have fun you're going to have fun everybody's going to have fun it's going to be great and this is a show that is interesting to me in so many ways and and i go back to crediting rupaul what she says yeah rupaul and terry gross fresh air npr okay so what is this about This is about hearing them talk and RuPaul saying the words, drag saves lives. And that meant a lot to me. I was already involved doing an event with other kinds of art that we call words save lives on World Suicide Prevention Day. And then it was like, of course, we need drag, not just comedy and story and music Poetry. We need drag because drag saves lives.
1: So I'm super excited
0: about the conversation we're going to have today about some things coming up here in Lawrence, Kansas. And I have two guests who are a delight to be with. It's it's one of those times where I'm actually we're in the same room, (laughs) which doesn't happen very often for this show. And we have had great conversations before, so I get to welcome. Lucy Kesky and Brandon Eisman, and we could go into a variety of other names, which was part of the conversation before, but at least I have to mention Deja Brooks. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. So welcome. Good morning. <laughs> Hello. And you guys are here today because there is this fun stuff going on in theater here in Lawrence, Kansas, through the University of Kansas. and. I don't know whether you're supposed to say it but I loved it when I heard it when we call it the summer of drag.
1: <laughs> so Lucy tell tell we'll get on to that but a little bit about who you are. Um my name's Lucy Kuske. I'm a PhD student at the University of Kansas. So I'm going into my third year and I direct, I dramaturg, I act. You Um, what?
0: You dramaturg? I dramaturg.
1: (laughs) So um, a dramaturg is somebody who kind of acts as a liaison between the script and the cast and the script and the community. So you function as a show historian. You function as a pair of outside eyes for the production team to make sure that what they're trying to do is what they're actually doing. So it's a lot of research. It's a lot of working as a resource both inside and outside the room for the cast and community.
0: So do you get to do things like encourage them to use language that really is language at whatever the time is. Does that become an issue for people who are so used to things popping out of their mouths?
1: Well I think language that's scripted, obviously people are fairly good at reading the script and uh-huh. then saying what's there. Uh-huh. Um, but for sometimes most of us. you know some of us are learning <laughs> and growing. For most of us, let's let's be honest here.
2: Keep going, sorry. Is it A or the? A or the <laughs> A or
1: thought um, but I think certainly there are words that have different valences now. Uh-huh. And obviously the characters understand all of that history and context. Yeah. And the actors should as well. Uh-huh. That's really cool. And you act sometimes, you said acting. I, I got
0: caught up in that other because the first time I heard that word, it's like drama nerd, what are
1: they say? <laughs> drama nerd, dramaturg. whatever. <laughs> all are true. All
0: right. She's all about the drama. <laughs>
1: Just ask my mother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Brandon Eisman, Deja Brooks, who the heck are you all?
2: <laughs> you know, I think at some point I just become a drag queen. And that's, that's <laughs> not all I can say I truly am at this point anymore. Um uh the end of last year Peter Zazali uh with, with KU reached out and um said he wanted to meet with me. So I, I meet him in his office and he He's going on and on and on about the summer repertory theater shows. And how uh, he'd like me to choreograph um, both shows and dance in them and sing in them. And I said, well, Peter, I don't know where you got your information from, but I'm not a choreographer, um, first of all. And he's like, oh, but don't you dance? I said, I, I make it up as I go. You know." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, we want you to sing for both. Promote- I don't sing anymore. Um, I haven't sung for 20 years. And he goes, Well, what do you do? <laughs> and I said, Hold on, buddy. You contacted me. Um, but I'm just a drag queen. I, I let sing and I somewhat dance around on stage, however, I feel is fit for that song I'm doing. So at this point in my life, I truly just say, I'm not a choreographer, I'm not a singer, I'm just a drag queen. And I, <laughs> and I still think he's like, okay, now I get it. Like, <laughs> I have no moves, you can't hold a note to say, that. no, no. I'm a lot of things, I think. Um, but this summer, truly uh, getting to make my debut, you know, in the Repertory Theater show of um, The Legend of George McBride as a drag queen. Oh. So
0: you pretend to be a drag queen? <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. I think I, I think I am the only true cast drag queen, yes. if you will, um, uh, who does this outside of the shows that we're doing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I get, to, I get to play a drag queen. Uh-huh. Maybe a drunken one at times. Um, you know, she, we're all going through our cycle of life here. Um but yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's
0: cool. And so I'm assuming that you also get to, in some ways, help Lucy in terms of being a resource about what what makes sense in this context of these who are playing drag
2: queens on stage. You know, it's, it hasn't been so much that I've gotten to help Lucy. Um, Jake Fisher, who um, I recommended as coming on as choreographer is no stranger to the drag world. Okay. Um, he is married, um, has a beautiful baby. Um, uh, him and his wife are good friends with the drag community. Um, one of his best friends is um, a performer in in Florida. And so we actually met in the drag circuit, drag circuit, um, I think it is in 2006, 7, 8, 9, somewhere on there, for Miss Gay America. And he was choreography, uh, choreographing. Uh, he was dancing, um, with one of the Queens. And so we met then, but you know, he is, uh, he's trying to make a name for himself in the Lawrence community. Um, he's really working hard on doing same sex, uh, wedding. Um, my gosh, I'm losing my words.
1: Choreography,
2: choreography for, you know, first dances for oh, same sex couples. And so Jake Fisher of JF dance, um, so I recommended him to, to Peter, um, and they were totally on board with bringing him on, yes. which was awesome, really, for both shows. But what's nice is I've gotten to be a part of seeing what he's doing and and give little pointers of, like, well, drag queens, you know, use their hands more expressively, you know, and, and little things like that. But um, I think it's a collective team effort here when, when it comes down to it, which is fun because the group is... They're so in it, you know, like everyone is just having a blast with it. And so if I can point out little pointers here or there or give little pointers, it's it's cool because everyone's receptive to it and we're all right. trying to, to do what's right. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah.
0: So I want to back up. So this is KU. There's some connection with University Theater, Kansas Repertory Theater. Mm-hmm. This all had to be decided way before this summer that these productions are happening. Yes. So since you're with KU, tell us some about that stuff because I'm really interested when, especially major organizations make a commitment to say, we are doing this thing that is that reminder that everybody's valuable and welcome.
1: Sure. Um, So Kansas Repertory Theater comes out of the University of Kansas and is affiliated with the University of Kansas, but the season planning is actually separate. So Peter Sazali is the artistic director for Kansas Repertory Theater Um, which is a professional repertory company that casts both veteran community actors and student actors. So it's professional caliber productions that also give our students a chance to be in those and to learn from veteran actors. Um, But one of the ways in which KRT and the KU Theater Department intersect quite closely is that KU in general, but especially our department, is working towards diversity, equity, and is working towards... (laughs) Scatting, which is going great with our music department (laughs) colleagues. Um, That was great. Is working towards diversity, equity, and inclusion in our season planning and our casting choices, Um, and a lot of the choices around this summer. We're finding a season that celebrates diversity in some really visible ways. Man, we need that in
0: these
2: times. Thank you. It's the appropriate time for this. Mm -hmm. So appropriate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So who decided, like, is it, like, were you part of the group that helped select these plays come in later? I wasn't.
1: I think it's primarily Peter's choice as the AD. Okay. That's very cool.
0: And so tell us, the the two plays?
1: Yes. Are? Are The Legend of Georgia McBride which is by Matthew Lopez that premiered at the Denver Arts Center in 2014. So it's really new? It's really new. Okay. Yeah, it was just published, like, two years ago. Yeah, I was telling Dad's like, I don't know that. No, it's, <laughs> it's shiny and new, and everyone and their mom is doing it this summer. So it's really exciting that we got on the boat. Yeah. Um, and then La Cage Faux, which uh-huh. is a well-loved musical from yes. the 80s. yes, yes, yes. Oh. And so this
0: season, this summer... Those two performances obviously have things in common about them. And even the way that they're the timing of the of the performances is really interesting. I don't remember seeing that before, where they alternate as mm-hmm. opposed to this production and then this production. So for those people who pop into town to visit family friends, they could see both of the shows during that time they're here. Yeah, that's each
1: awesome. each of our three weekends has both shows in it. That's cool. So is, is that a usual thing, do you know? Um, at repertory theaters, okay. that's kind of, some okay. of them do, you have two weeks to rehearse and then you put on the show and then you do another show. Uh-huh. But KRT, I think, has always been kind of a rotational rep. That's a cool thing
0: for mm-hmm. summer in particular, the travel schedule.
1: Yes. Set. It's Ooh. a lot of work for our casts. But, Which
2: they are amazing, like they literally are going, I'm the only one I think that is not um, showing in both shows. Uh-huh. Um, but the the actors, I mean, they're, I am in awe of them, <laughs> truly, because one day they're rehearsing one show, the next day they're going into this, that afternoon they could be going back to work on the other show, and uh-huh. it's just back and forth. And And for them to keep it all straight, I mean, me as a drag queen, um, just trying to keep what I'm we're here saying um, straight for you know every other day, and they're really doing both. I mean, I highly commend them because it takes a lot, and they are they're true actors. Like they are truly getting paid for what they're doing. Like they are they're amazing. So it's really cool to see that. And uh-huh. I can't wait for the opening. I mean, just so I can go and watch the other show, <laughs> you know, and be in awe of them again, you know.
0: Uh-huh. And yeah. you are literally the face of Kansas Repertory Theater this summer.
2: I, I have gotten to be the face <laughs> of it. Yeah. Both yeah. you and Deja. You too. Right. right. You know, um, uh, I, did, um, I had to go through the whole process of auditioning. And, and again, that's something I haven't done for literally 20 years. Um, and the stress of what goes into auditioning and what do I wear and what do I need to prepare? And who's going to be in the room? And I'm getting, you know, sweaty palms right now just thinking about <laughs> it again. Um, but afterwards, you know, doing the audition and visiting with Peter a little bit more and um, Kathy Pryor, you know, I start asking questions because I don't, I don't do anything small. If you've noticed, you know, my whereabouts in Lawrence, I, I try to make a name for myself and do things larger scale. Um, So I start asking the questions about how are you marketing this? Where is it going? Who are you, you know, what, who are you trying to get into this theater? And, and so I think they started thinking, oh, here's someone who might have an idea or can help us. And so, you know, I, I attended a couple of their marketing meetings and, um, the graphic designers started pulling some stock images, you know, uh, for us to visually look at you know because they wanted to make one picture um for both shows you know they wanted that poster to be cohesive between the two shows and so they brought this picture of half drag half man. and i said well gosh that's that's already been done here um they're like no no no, it hasn't and i said yeah it actually has been done and in 2015 uh with my face um for transformations uh-huh. through the Lawrence magazine and they're like oh do you think we could we could use that image, and I said, Well, gosh, why would you want to use that one when it's so dated? Let's do a new one because you know? <laughs> I'm thinking, Photo op, photo op. And I said, But you know, you guys, you have true actors coming in, and, and they do, you know, um, some award winning people. And but like, no, 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 let, let's do this. And so, Jason Daly was so kind to do um, the photography once again for me and truly captured, I think, um, what. Peter was really wanting for the shows, and so I'm I'm truly happy and humbled to be the face of the summer there shows. You, you know, I think it's my poor son. Um, here we are once again walking through buildings. He's like, "Oh yeah, there's my dad again."
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but then again, he's eating it up. It's like, "Ooh, when I'm not looking, there's my dad." You know, like <laughs> you know, pointing out those pictures. Um, cool. But yeah, you know, I, I'm honored to to be the face Um, of the two shows. And it's perfect because it really is, it's drag, you know, it it gives you both personas of what both shows are really about. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I want to back into what you said for people who don't know, because you mentioned transformations. And for people who don't know anything about that, you know, Mm -hmm. when you introduce yourself, I'm I'm just a drag queen. (laughs) It's like, well, and, and the two wonderful things that I think about, that are that are things that people in Lawrence that who come to Lawrence get to experience are transformations and deja's reading rainbow. Yeah. yeah. So so tell people a little bit about
2: transformations just because you. Yeah. So transformations is a charity event that's now going into its um, eighth year. We take what has been women of the community and paired them with female impersonators. Um, but this last year, well, this year um, we made a switch and truly transformed the lives of ten men. Um, into their drag persona, which um, each of the cont- each of the contestants um, compete for a charity of their choice, winning ten thousand dollars for their charity. And so, um, this year was very exciting for Transformations because we just came off of our All Star year. We made the switch to go towards men, you know, which is really what drag is—dressed mm-hmm. as girl. Um, and the the awesome thing is. Um, This year, we had a documentary being filmed about the event, and so I'm super excited to say that the documentary is in post-production and will be out there very soon, Um, a screening hitting Lawrence, hopefully um, early September, as well as getting some um, film festival time in there. But the other part is uh, Deja's reading Rainbow at the Lawrence Public Library. We just... um, celebrated pride month you know with june and did um our reading last weekend to a great crowd once again you know i'm i should say i'm always surprised but i'm always surprised about who comes and who attends you know the story time and the families and the grandparents from yeah from babies to teenagers are are there for this and it's so great to to be a part of that and to be to say i'm making a difference um, or I'm opening the eyes of our community members through yes. diversity and culture and awareness. You yeah. know, it's that's what it is about for me. Yeah. Um, I, a side note, I, I had a little girl afterwards. She was nine years, or she's nine years old. She came up and she said, Deja, I just want you to know that sometimes people call me different. And I said, what? Me too. <laughs> and she goes, but it's okay, because I know I'm different. And I said, well, that's great. And you should be different. You shouldn't be like everyone else. And she's she's kind of hesitating a little, you know, like trying to talk. And her mom is kind of giving me the eyes. But I could start crying here, you know, uh-huh. every moment. And I'm like, you know, I think it's good that you're different. And so I started asking her questions like, what grade are you going into? And she's very excited about going into fourth grade. And I said, you know, honey, this is the thing. You should be different. You should stand up for who you are and just be bold in what you're doing with your life. And, I said, here's another little secret. I said, I'm different, but you may call me Deja, but sometimes you could call me Brandon. And she kind of got this really big smile on her face, like, I knew this, like,
1: <laughs> I knew
2: you were not a real girl. you know." Um, and her mom was like, thank you so much. But it's those little moments yes. that just make such a difference. And yes. so the, the friends of the library have um, now asked me to do adult story time so, starting in Oops. September, uh, the Lawrence Public Library is hosting Deja's Adult Storytime so um, with adult juice boxes. We <laughs> uh, yeah. have uh, this totally twenty-one or, twenty-one and older uh, adult juice boxes. We're going to be reading banned children's books <laughs> with right. a little Q and A on why these have been banned, yes. um, and adult crafts. So what is look awesome. that? Yeah, I know, awesome, right? It's Awesome. I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yes, we want to have this. And so that's exciting. So, you know, maybe a little more cleavage could be shown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when's the first one? In September. In September. Yeah, okay. yeah, we'll start that in September. And I'm gonna a huge shout out to Lawrence Public Library, that, right? Truly. I mean, this truly. is really cool. And and there's this third thing that you're also involved with because If you hadn't said, let's do this in Lawrence, I wouldn't have reached out for us to bring what's called the Future Perfect Project, which is a storytelling and songwriting workshop for queer youth. And the people do. who, the person who originated that is the originator, one of the founders of the Trevor Project, right. James Lassane And so we're so excited. Yeah. And that's going to happen at the library in October. Yeah. And so.
2: I can't wait to start actually being involved with that. Yeah. I, my, my life has been this whirlwind of craziness right now. But yeah, so that's starting soon. And yeah. so I think you have awesome. um, gathered a great group of individuals who will have that up, you know, which is really nice to bring that here.
0: So we're we're doing cool things at our Lawrence Public Library. Yeah. yeah. So back to what brought you two together, this whole these two plays and mm-hmm. all of that. That is so cool. You've got a personal investment in doing things like this. And so for people who have met you before you know, that, that, that commitment that you have. Say a little bit about that. Why why you want to be involved with things like the summer of drag at KU.
1: Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, what I study is queer and feminist musical theater. Um, and I'm really invested in art that offers insight into queer narratives and especially offers insight into queer narratives of joy. I think we have a lot of narratives about how being gay or lesbian or bi or trans or anywhere under that umbrella Means you don't get a happy ending, and I think these are plays where queer folks get happy endings. Uh huh.
0: That is so cool. That is so cool.
1: And so, tell us a little
0: bit more about you guys. Let's start with Georgia McBride because that one you you two are both actively involved with.
1: <laughs> and just lucky I wish people could see you guys. <laughs>
2: I told Lucy yesterday that she's gonna do the majority of talking. Um, <laughs> and she laughed like she's so the legend of Georgia McBride, um, like Lucy said, is is so new. Um, and it tells such an amazing story. I mean, it truly transforms the lives of the individuals in the play mm-hmm. um, from straight Elvis impersonator who really is trying to make ends meet um, to support you know, his wife, his soon to be family, um, and the challenges and the struggles that he goes through um, in his everyday um, life. And so, um, the, the audience truly will get to, to live that and see that and see what he goes through when he is um, uh, submerged in the life of drag queens and <laughs> what that means to a straight man and how he can, how he can grow as an individual um, into a better human being for understanding the lives of others, and how he can um, then incorporate that into his life, wow. um, and what that what that the really means. The people listening? The people who need to hear. This. Oh, ha. yeah, Marcia, you just don't, you do get it, but it is such. It's so needed right now, yes. even in our community of Lawrence, yes. which I always say our community is so diverse and it's the only place in Kansas that I would live, yes. in, that I do live in, you yes. know, because, because of the diversity. But we still have so many closed-minded people in this town that it just um, it just means that I have to continue doing more and that we as a community and we as people who, Support the LGBTQ lifestyle. We just have to continue to put it out there, you know, put out this word and who we are, and that we are making a difference and we are trying to open these minds of such closed minded individuals. Yeah. Oh. And I know that got me on a little soapbox there, for a minute, <laughs> but it, after come on, coming off of last weekend, it's really needed. I still see that.
0: Yes. Especially
2: after reading Rainbow. But this, this show, um, it's, it just goes through so much. Um, there's emotion, there's laughter, there's there's everything that you could ask for in a show. Um, and it has drag queens. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else would you say, Lissy?
1: Like, I mean, I think part of what's fun about it is that I think the characters will feel really familiar to anyone who comes. So as uh, someone who's in the queer community, I see people who I know and love in that show, uh-huh. but also as someone who's from the South and like has shot beer cans off my back deck with my dad, I see people I know and love in that show. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, they're, they're normal people living in the panhandle of Florida. They're, they're larger than life because it's theater, uh-huh. but I think Casey and Jason and a lot of the characters who we meet at the beginning of the play, feel very much like everyone's cousins and cool. friends. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun to see those people learning more about themselves yes. and learning how to become more of who they are by embracing diversity, yeah. rather than feeling like they have to stop being who they are. Yes. Right,
2: yes. There's, yes. there's growth yes. to them. There's definitely growth, and, and you get to see that um, through Casey, especially. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, even, uh, even for me, you know, getting to see this and, and channeling the character that I play, which is um, a, a lovely drag queen by the name of Rexy, um, Anorexia Nervosa, to be exact. Oh, um, <laughs> but the funny thing is when Peter cast me for this show, um, Anorexia, the, 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 the members or the cast who have played this, this role before have been very skinny. And I said, well, Peter, I am not skinny. And he goes, I know, that's what's funny about this. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, no, it's, it's great. But I'm being, you know, within this character, um, like I have some emotions that are coming out from like past experiences with me that I'm like, okay. And, and Peter's really, the director is really good about pulling that out. And I said, you know, we had a little moment. And I said, Peter, you know, this one scene that I do, um, like I when I feel like when I'm on stage and in front of it, the audience, I feel like I'm gonna have tears. Like, I feel like it's gonna be that moving or that emotional for me. And he's like, No, that's exactly what it is. And then he starts tearing up. And I'm like, Oh, wait a moment, <laughs> not right now. What, what what are you doing? Like, why are you tearing up right now? And it's just it's really moving, and like each each character has their own story inside uh-huh. of the main story which is so
0: cool That's it's just cool.
2: yeah yeah
0: so for me when I think about this podcast and why I do what I do it's because I believe in the power of art and connecting and, and opening communication and creating belonging and there's this phrase that comes to mind that art is to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable and to me, the idea of people going, let's go to a play. I don't really know what it is. Fine. Some of those people are going to be ones who hear messages that they didn't come there because
2: they were going to get them, right. but they're going to leave there with, with that. it. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think everyone that attends should walk away with something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. For both shows. Yeah. I mean, really, for for both, both shows. But absolutely. the legend of yeah. Georgia McBride, you know, people don't know that one yet and so they really right. are gonna take something more from it. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. It is exciting.
1: It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And so and he's doing beautiful work. Oh, of get excited. Come see him. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I can get coffee on the way to Brussels right. now. <laughs> so
0: how 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 would you describe like how's your poem?
1: Um, so, La Cage is based off of a 1978 French film of the same name and opened on Broadway in 1983. And it's, in some ways, it feels like everything you expect when you hear the word musical. Uh-huh. So, it's about this couple who's been married for 20 years who runs this drag club in the French Riviera. Um, and like all families, because gay families are like all families, um, they have some shenanigans when their son marries something they're not so excited about. Uh And there are lots of wacky hijinks about, so as the son marries this woman who, or is trying to marry this woman who comes from this really conservative family, they're trying to figure out how to hide the fact that they run a drag club, Uh Um, and it goes the way you expect it to go, Uh (laughs) because it's a common plot theme. Uh Um, But it's a fun show, there are lots of big musical numbers, but at its heart, it's, just a story about a family and the way they love each other and the way they make art together.
0: And for me, in this summer of 2018, when we've had so much, so much news about suicide, Mm -hmm. I also connect, of course, to the film version Birdcage with Robin Williams. Yes. And so to me, that also brings another dimension to performing that this summer. I think that's important
1: for Mm people. Well, and, you know, it premiered in 1983, which is the first year we lost more than a thousand people to the AIDS epidemic. So it I think people tend to look at the musical now and say, well, it's fun and it's fluffy. Mm -hmm. And it is. But at the time when being a gay man meant being associated with death, Mm -hmm having a fun fluffy story where they got a happy ending was a really big political thing. And I think we're at a cultural moment where we really need those endings. Yes. And we really need to see that you and your family can come up with clever cons and beat the bad guy and be together in the end. Yeah.
0: And as you've talked about both plays, part of what you have said is these are like real people, you know, Mm -hmm. this isn't, yeah, it's a production. It's, you know, created characters, but but everybody can identify, and and the way you describe for people who don't already get this, that gay families are families. That's the thing, you know. It's like, oh, well, I didn't think about how they might love their son in the same way I love my son as this heterosexual person who hasn't really chosen to be aware of that diversity in terms of gay families. You know, it's like it may be a huge, huge thing because I, I think about. Weird experiences I've had as, as a cisgender heterosexual woman talking to people through my work who would, could say things like, I don't have any problems with gays, but I wouldn't want one teaching my kids. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's... yeah. And I, and I and realize there are people like that and that it's more okay to make those kinds of statements publicly. Um, in the last couple of years. So it's really important, again, to me that art is one of the ways that we try to create more openness. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You said that really well. Like, that's, it's really nice to hear that. Yeah. I mean, good job. (laughs)
1: job. Well, I just think that as a queer person, there you have you hear so many stories and in the media it's always either this terrible thing has happened right. or it's like this selected nugget of inspiration. Right. I think like the fact that I am not straight does not mean I'm any doing my taxes, but it also <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean that like everything is terrible. Yeah. And I think it's important to have stories that have all of that dimensionality. Yeah.
0: And it's really interesting, like what are the media portrayals? I I learned something from from a friend and it's something i had not thought about in terms of the way different experiences are affected the the little netflix show queer eye right yes you know for a lot of people that's a really positive thing i mean to me it's like it's, it's kind of it sounds stupid to say but i don't really I, I guess i don't really think of it as the gay guys do this thing for other people but just this this thing that happens and yet also i remind myself these are gay men in the South doing these things, which adds power. But I had a friend, I have a friend who's a gay man who said he hated the show because the message was, you know, call on the gays to come fix your life and then push them away. Kind of that's the way it felt to him, you know? And it was really important. and And it's, you know, it's that thing about, we need to be respectful of each person's experience of who they are, how they've been treated in the world, you know. It, it you know, and, and we forget that because I was thinking, like when I, when I was thinking about how I had previously been looking at the cast of Queer Eye, I think about, well, I would never say I didn't notice the darker skin on this set uh, of Black and Hispanic actors. I wouldn't use that colorblind word. And I realized I had forgotten that part Sometimes about that show Queer Eye that yeah. that that they're those men those white men who are the consistent part of that you know every day in their lives this is something they deal with is how people relate to them differently because of their sexual orientation.
2: Well, I questioned I questioned um, the revival of that show because in two thousand and four or when it first came out, I think it was I think society needed that show mm-hmm. um it was definitely opening the eyes to to gay men mm-hmm. um, all walks of mm-hmm. life for gay men um and I think we needed it and but then when it it came out just recently I'm like why do we need this again like mm-hmm. people are so open-minded or accepting to <laughs> gay men but then they're not and so right. it's perfect for the time right. now because we have another generation of you know of, of gay youth and queer youth and so it's appropriate. It's definitely appropriate now. But I, I had to stop and question myself, like, huh, why, you know, why are they doing this again? Like, why, you know, but it's so good. It's a, you know, they, they are making um, differences, I think, you yeah. know, and, and they are in the South, which is a little, you know, mm-hmm. scared to, to some degree. So.
0: And I love that they had one episode with a trans man. Yeah. That, that to me was really powerful because that was another, like, it's, we don't, you know there are people that become famous. You know Janet Mock that that people have this idea that's what trans looks like. This incredibly beautiful woman mm-hmm. who used to be a man. Well, no, she never was a man. She had to pretend she was. But anyway, yeah, you know, and then and then but in the show this episode the one episode with with this trans man, you really get to experience some of his journey as he talks about it
1: and what I
0: thought was really cool is one of the cast, one of the five says, I'm a queer man and I've never really understood trans and I'm really sorry and I want to know and you're teaching that me something. Yeah, us, yeah, so cool. Yeah. So so again, for me, there's this, this big thing about art and it, it helps us in so many ways and this world needs so much help right yeah. now. So we didn't say exactly when are these plays coming to Lawrence,
1: Kansas. They are really coming soon. up in July. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: opening weekend is July 13th, um, and it starts off that Friday night with um, Lacage, uh-huh. red carpet event, which is going to be quite exciting. And then um, Saturday night, the 14th, um, will be the opening night for The Legend of George McBride. Um, again, red carpet. So that that whole weekend is a is. Red carpet feel, uh-huh. um, and so we encourage people to obviously get their tickets. It runs for three weekends, uh-huh. um, like I said, starting on the 13th. But you can get tickets online at kuetheater.com or stopping in directly to the box office and purchasing uh-huh. tickets.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and people can buy like the pair of tickets. For the, for yeah, the, I think well. they have a package, a package deal or yeah, something. I, I was mm-hmm. looking at the site last night. Yeah. So. There's that opportunity. Yeah.
1: And it's extra fun to get to see both because then you get to see people who are in both and right, very right. different parts in some cases. Yeah.
2: And so Missy Coons is directing uh Lacage, which is quite fun because of all her theater experience yes. in Kansas City with the Unicorn Theater and, and just everything she does for Well the, she
1: ran a cabaret bar. Like gosh yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think the fact that we have um you know, a local Kansas Cityan coming to Lawrence to help. Diversify, you know, um, Uh uh, theater um, is really cool that we can pull from those resources. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so for you as a dramaturg, are are there any little things that you could say, this is something that I really was able to be helpful with because of my understanding of the context of this play? Anything like that just to, to... Understand more about
1: your role, well, I know in the legend of Georgia McBride, there are lots of references to pop culture things. Mm-hmm. So we have a dramaturgical website that's just within the cast uh-huh. that links to a ton of those media references and things like that. think uh-huh. in that way, and partially just figuring out what is a reference, what is just people right. talking. Right. And what is actually a movie quote.
0: Right. So what is the time frame, the time period that George McBride is set in? It's set in an amorphous present. Okay. And so when the cultural references are from, about when?
1: Um, I mean, I think they're from a lot of, not necessarily queer media, but media that the queer community tends to adopt. So there are references to um, lots of, Drag staple songs. There are references to movies with those larger-than-life female diva characters. Okay.
0: So it's not necessarily the time. Because I was thinking, well, is it related to the age of the performers that they wouldn't have been exposed? But it's also related to the fact that there are a lot of references that, if you are in the queer community, you would probably, yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah, like the, somebody else would. Those big female diva uh-huh. kind okay. of film people, musical people. Uh-huh those kind of larger-than-life women uh-huh. tend to be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you wanting to say, Brandon? No, Bill
2: Farini. <laughs>
1: Farini, <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean,
2: he is... He is just something. Like, <laughs> right? his character is Miss Tracy Mills, and he is, like, the mother of all drag queens. Um, and it truly is a role that I... As I get a little older, maybe in my age, I would love to to play that role, but he just well, he's so talented. But he is playing that role so well and so over the top, just like those women that you were just talking about in those in those movies and in those shows. I mean, it's it's just humorous. I mean, he could have his own show.
1: Oh, yeah. Truly. Like, he could read the phone book. He could read the phone book and
2: it's <laughs> and it's I would pay for that. Like, pay for that. Um, yesterday we were that Kevin and I should just do our own little show one night, you know, we would have a blast. I would be laughing the whole time. huh But all of that, you know, they're just they're so good. Yeah, they're so good. But truly, drag staples, you know, mm-hmm. coming in, everyone when they hear the songs, they'll they'll recognize the, you know, they'll recognize those songs. Um <laughs> some some of the ad lib that Bill does um is like I am not that quick. Mm-hmm. I'm just not that quick. <laughs> and I think I am sometimes when I have my hair and heels on. I think I'm quick, uh-huh. quick witted, but he is like, bam bam yeah. bam. He's best. a mess. <laughs> yeah, he is the best. And so if anything, buy a ticket just to Just to come and see this guy.
0: (laughs) So, any chance you're going to lure this person
2: into something that? I would absolutely love that. Yeah, (laughs) and he's and he's he's kind of brought it up now twice, which I'm thinking that means he wants to do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, I would absolutely love to have him at a at a one of Deja's cabaret shows or something, just Uh because I think you know to put on a lip and a and a wig for him. That's all he needs. <laughs> really, that's all he needs. Put on a red lip, a wig, and call it good. Maybe a, a muumuu. And he would be like, you know, like, mama's family right there. You know? yeah.
1: yeah. So have, have
0: some of the actors, and, and I'm using that for whatever gender, are, are, they, are they sometimes approaching you kind of to, to get a little bit of a feel for what
2: this is like for them? No, I think they're, they're still kind of giving me the eye. Like, <laughs> they look like they can't quite understand me and they don't quite get me that. I don't know if that's I, true. I, I
1: think it's probably a little bit nerve-wracking to have an expert in a room uh-huh. with something that you're still trying to learn. Yeah, I think it's potentially saying. a little intimidating.
2: No, they should not feel that. They should not feel that. But they do look at me. I think it's like, oh, God, what is he doing or what is he saying? But um, no, I think, they
1: love you. I think they're...
2: I think, like I said, we're all really just having fun, and this is Uh such a great casting of all of us together that Uh really, like, I don't want it to end. Mm -hmm. Like, I really don't want it to end because I'm thinking, gosh, this is going to be, you know, it's like when you're planning a wedding or planning an event, you know, you work so hard on it, and then it's over, and you're like, well, you know, now what do I do with my life? And maybe, maybe maybe this is going to open the door to something else for me. Who knows? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there. But I'm definitely open to answering those questions you know they uh-huh. like may have or you know but so far it's been great because we we can work well together and I missed a good week and a half of of um, rehearsals because I was traveling but you know to just jump in I was so nervous to come back and literally I flew back that morning of drove to Lawrence changed my clothes and went straight to rehearsals and uh-huh. I was so nervous about walking into the room but they were so like you're here, like, let's get started, you know, which was really great. Um, and still, I'm, I'm nervous to, like, come into rehearsals. Um, but it's also so fun, and I, I just love it. And then, like, I'm the one, can we run that one more time, or can we do this final scene one more time? Because it's, like, stage time, and it's, it's doing what I love, and, like, no, we've done this enough. Can we just, <laughs> can we call it a day, and I'm like,
1: but look, we stage now. And, like, Sounds like someone needs to audition for more. Things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you
2: never know. <laughs> There's always so many roles for drag queens. Like, I wouldn't know how to act any other way if I don't have heels and hair on. <laughs> it needs to be a show of two on food. Love uh, right or Love Priscilla?
1: Queen yeah, of Les- we can do a production of Down. Lesbian Vampires of Sodom. Okay,
2: you know I'm I'm open. <laughs> I'm open to things. There's there's several shows out there that would be yeah killer to be in yeah.
1: So.
0: And but. I'm just gonna say, a few years ago, using the venue of Percolator Lawrence, they did come back to the Five and Dime Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean,
1: and my friend
0: Christy Cranberry was the the person who's the trans person in the. And it was an amazing experience when you hear her talk about being, kind of her life on in this play, being that character. How powerful it is to be you and in a play that's helping people look at things. Now, so yeah, and
2: I, you know, I think that's the same for for Rexy, um, the amazing <laughs> part that I get to play. There's similarities, of course, you know, with with Deja, my drag persona, and Rexy, um, pitchiness, cattiness. (laughs) Um, Then there's this other part that I really am not Mm. alcoholic. Um, You know, like, um, but like I said earlier, there's this part that really makes me go back and think, you know, I've never been um, beat or anything like that. You know, I've never been in those circumstances like some um, GLBT. Individuals have, and but I play that on stage and and it really makes you think like you become that person, and it's it's exciting and it's scary all the same because you want the audience to feel that and and you also want the audience to realize that this is really happening or this has happened to uh-huh. maybe someone I know, and yeah. And Matthew Lopez
0: <laughs> so how cool, yeah you know, that you're you're bringing in that that for you personally it's right. really helping you in a lot of different kinds of ways and then you're doing that you're being part of the cast you're saying other people may feel intimidated by you because this is stuff you know, yeah, no. you know and they're learning and everybody's minds are being opened in new ways
2: that's beautiful it is beautiful you know I my, my son got to come to a little rehearsal last week, I think it was, for just a short period. And there is some cussing that goes on in this show. Um, and so afterwards it's like, well, he got to go see the stage. I mean, he got to see the stage at the same time I got to see the stage for the first time, which was really cool because that's like when I know it's happening, when we're really on stage rehearsing. Like he got to see that and it's like, man, there's a lot of cussing, he cuss a <laughs> lot. And I said, but remember, that's my character, not me, you know, but he's so, he's, as much as he doesn't say that, you know, he's excited about this, he is excited, Uh you know, to see um, that his dad, you know, after so many years, has has put himself out there even more to be a part of this. And that's really commendable. Uh, And I think that there's some growth in that for him, too, to make him step out of his comfort zone. Because drag to me is comfortable. Yeah. I can I don't mind walking down the street in heels and hair and I don't mind doing that. Um but there it was very like I was so nervous to audition and to put myself out there and were you you were there during uh-huh. the audition. Like I just walked in and my it and I just started talking. You know, I haven't done this for twenty years but here it is, you know, just <laughs> go with it. You know, when I'm on stage it's a different story and you know, they all laughed at me, but whatever, you know. Fondly. We laughed at <laughs> yeah. you. But the fact that truly, I don't consider myself one of the actors because we have those actors. Just, I get to be a part of that, uh-huh. you know, that magic that they're bringing to the stage. And it's really quite exciting for me. And I hope that this does open up some doors or the possibility to, to continue doing more. Yeah. Not only for myself, but to really push kids like Ian, Um to decide I could do this or at least try, you know, like that's such a big thing, you know, yeah. getting those kids to feel comfortable with who they are mm-hmm. and just doing it. Trying. You never know until you try.
0: Which gets back to your sharing that story of the nine year old girl.
2: Yeah, right. Just being age. different and
0: yeah. embracing it, you know?
2: That's being beautiful. who you are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how old is your son now?
2: Just turned twelve. Wow! I know. <laughs>
0: and so yeah, he's he's grown up. You've
2: always done. Yeah, drag. he's grown up in this world. Uh-huh. Um, you know, more of my friends are drag queens, and he knows them by their drag name uh-huh. versus their, their their given name. And you know, he's attended Miss Gay America three times. Like any time I've competed, he's been there and uh-huh. traveled the United States <laughs> in a caravan of drag. You know, like this That's is just so cool. his. It's his life. You know, he doesn't, he it. I mean, he doesn't know any different, so.
0: And it says so much about you and his mom, you know, that you both are those people who are
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the fact that we can, is. I mean, open his mind and open his friend's mind, you know, uh-huh. because he talks about it, you know, and we have his friend's parents now who attend shows, uh-huh. and which is, it's just awesome, you know, yeah. it really is mm-hmm. awesome that, okay, you know, this is, Boy in Kansas doing drag, you know, is <laughs> <I know. laughs> bringing families together and to in, you know, uh-huh. whether it's for charity in the community or just having a good time, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, and there
0: are obviously different styles of drag. There are, there are definitely,
2: that. definitely different um styles of drag. Mm-hmm. You know, Amanda Love, which you are mm-hmm. good friends. He's been on your your right. radio a couple times. He does a show um at. Um, the the jazz, jazz house on Thursday, Thursday nights, yeah. and so that's an ever-evolving show in itself. Um, each week is a different cast and uh-huh. shows, but you no know, good for him for that bringing that that world of drag to the community yes. because it is such a different um, way of drag than uh-huh. the way of drag that I, uh-huh. I am more about female impersonation or female illusion, uh-huh. whereas um, he has a little bit more camp. Uh-huh to his drag, um, which is cool because everyone is so, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, yeah. you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, and, and I I think that my drag, I try to, I don't know where I was going with that sentence, but um, for statement, you know, I, again, it's great that our community allows all walks of life through drag, through, through the arts, and so, yeah. Yeah, totally. Did not answer that well.
0: And I you, have, you, you have transformations, which is this huge event of fun and raising awareness and money for local nonprofits. And you know, I've noticed some of the people who are part of that with you as the consultants, and just sort of serendipity thing. There was, I think it was last summer. I was. I met somebody who is involved with a dog rescue program called, I think it's called Chains of Love. I forget what it's called, Chains of Hope. Um, it's a dog rescue program in Kansas City area. And so I'm looking at stuff on Facebook, and I see that some of your friends, and, and they're doing this fundraiser yeah. for this dog
2: rescue place. And it's like, are,
0: all these different things going on.
2: Yeah, queens are definitely all about fundraising or supporting um, local causes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really, I mean, drag for me is a way to give back to community mm-hmm. um to raise awareness uh, and definitely through transformations it's raising awareness you know for so many charities mm-hmm. um that are a part of it but even for what i do you know the benefit shows that drag queens do like sure fine i'll put on drag you know i'll take two hours of my time to put on drag to come and do an hour show for you to try to raise money for mm-hmm. your lost dog or for you know, willow
0: for mic drop right
2: yeah yeah i was just at mic drop over the weekend and um you know, for the World Domestic Violence Center, their, their second year for doing Mic Drop. And it was great, I got to, to judge that again. And so, um, even that, you know, just being visible in the community. Mm-hmm. I, I have the Lawrence Humane Society's fur ball coming up again <laughs> in, um, in September. This year's theme is Luau. Uh, wow, well, Luau, and I said, well, Deja, I don't think, can sport a two piece, but we will work on something appropriate. So it's exciting, and I, it's very exciting that the community um, is open to having Deja and other queens a part of their events, as well as Kansas City, and and again, the state, you know, that we are, especially in trying to make our sapphire shine bright in a, ruby, yeah. in a Ruby state. Like, I am so about that, you know, let's how can we make ourselves shine brighter? Yeah.
0: And and I hear you, Lucy, with your commitment to feminism and the queer community, being involved with productions that really are positive in that kind of way, you know, that, that I, like, do you have a sense of sort of where you're headed? I don't, I don't know how long, like will you
1: stay a long well or are you you? Um, well, I have two more years in my program okay. and then I will go where the jobs are. Uh-huh. So I, you know, I'm, I'm from Bible Belt. I went to college in a small college town there. I feel really strongly about being able to be an adult in those communities for, young people who need grown-ups who are like them because uh-huh. I so deeply valued the mentorship I had uh-huh. growing up and in college so I would love to end up back in those communities uh-huh. um, but we'll see if someone in those communities wants to give me money to live
2: there <laughs> i like making that change honey
1: you know making making tens of dollars yeah. <laughs>
0: So likely teaching at a college is that
1: what? Yeah, I, I would like to end up at a university where I can teach and direct and uh-huh. do acting classes and uh-huh. that kind of thing. Uh-huh.
0: And so it's cool to think about here because when you talked about what the Kansas Repertory Theater is, that it specifically it's this combination of professional community act professional actors and students. So, mm-hmm. so things that bring people together on that level yes. too, different opportunities.
1: Yeah, it's a really exciting program for our students yeah. to be a part of. Do you anticipate
0: doing much acting again in your future? Is that kind of what you'd like to also do or not so much?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm doing a lot of directing right now. Uh-huh. Um, I'm directing our first main stage in the fall, but I do love acting. Uh-huh. I like all of theater. I like being able to do all the things. Uh-huh. And I'm, I would love to be a part of a life where I have chances to do all of those. So and I mean, think as someone who teaches people who do all of those, yeah. it's important for me to be constantly growing in my practices any likelihood that a production coming
0: up at KU during your remaining two years will be one that has a role that you're really eager to play
1: I mean we'll find out we have an exciting season next year <laughs> we'll see what happens the year after uh-huh. Uh-huh. so I'll be auditioning
0: all right when I'm not directing <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's how did you get started in in that whole area of theater directing acting what, what took you there
1: Um, I didn't start doing theater until high school, so I just kind of took an acting class and really loved it. Um, And then in college, I thought I was going to be an advertising major and went, didn't love it, auditioned for a play (laughs) the day before school started, got in the play, and it just kind of spiraled out of control. I never, at no point in college did I think I was doing this professionally until I turned around and I was. (laughs) I was like, well been six years since I've had a non-theater job, so I guess this is where we are.
0: Um,
1: but I, you know, I was often a shy person growing up, I am an empathetic person, I really care about other people and their stories, and I have always loved the way that theater both lets you tell those stories, and lets the people who are acting in them experience them, and try on other walks of life.
2: Yeah.
0: I would love for you to say a little bit about the mentoring that you experienced with, because you said you want to go back to that Bible Belt and you want to be one of those adults. Any any story you'd like to share about that? I mean, answer, I... shout-out you want to give?
1: I think there were just a lot of queer adults around me growing up, <laughs> um, and I didn't come out until later in college. But, like, my high school drama teacher was always very much who he was. And then in college, we had a woman who came and taught in our department, who Michelle DeBoskin at Western Kentucky University is a rock star. Um, And we did this kind of project that was an auto slash biographical piece. So you talked about a historical figure and then compared their life to yours. Uh And I was doing a project on a fat activist who happened to be a lesbian. Uh Um, And then I was researching her and just, it was such a wonderful, welcoming space for me to kind of, explore via performance about who i was and who i wanted to be and she made that space
0: so as we wrap up why are you guys here yeah
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. why are we here
0: yeah what are we talking about Uh,
2: ah my real real (laughs) world drag queens (laughs) boom feathers (laughs) Bugle beads,
1: some rhinestones. Yeah, Kansas Repertory Theater, come out and play with us. Yeah,
0: and knowing how much there is for everybody to benefit, to have fun, to think, you know, to get ideas from those characters on Mm -hmm. the stage, to remember people in their life, you know, and maybe have more understanding, all these things. And and I'm going to guess that for most of the people in the play, it, it was a very personal choice to audition. For this, these particular plays, yeah, you know, and that's a wonderful opportunity. And and give a shout out again to the person who's in charge of Kansas Repertory Theater.
1: Peter Sazali is our artistic director. All Z-A-Z-Z-A-L-I. It's a
0: lot of Z's. It is. All right. Cool. Well, thank you both so much thank for joining you. me. This has been so much fun and so much to think about. You know, personal and entertainment and what the role of art is and. That need to openly say, everybody is wonderful. Embrace your differences, be who you are, right? Uh, That good stuff. So thank you, listeners, and thank you, Daniel Smith, for producing the show so listeners can hear it. So long, everybody. Okay.